0: Hey everybody, welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 52, Organizing Projects.
1: Couldn't have picked a less exciting sounding title, but it's an exciting topic.
0: There are a lot of productivity nerds like us that listen to the show, don't you think?
1: Oh, it's exactly the demographic we're talking to. So, I'm sure everybody the there's probably a higher proportion of people listening to this podcast yeah. who would get excited about this title than would be found in the regular population.
0: If if you perked up when you heard the title of the show, this show is for you. This Woo-hoo! podcast is for Episode number 52. If the show were a year, I don't know, I'm trying to make a year reference, but there is none.
1: Yeah, we skipped the summer. Yeah. We took the summer off last that year. That was a mistake. I, I agree, but it <laughs> was kind of nice th- to have the time off. Why so. did we do that? We were both focusing on a lot of other projects. I mean, so.
0: it's, this thing comes out every two weeks. It's not a huge commitment.
1: Yes, we won't be skipping the summer this year no. or taking the summer off this year. So no. don't worry.
0: We will slave over this hot podcast all summer long.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: But anyway, organizing projects.
1: So fun. So what is a project? (laughs) Let's get that out of the way first.
0: Yeah. A project, uh, I I like the definition that GTD uses, uh, getting things done. The book created by the productivity guru himself, David Allen, he was one of the first guests on the podcast. Maybe it's time to bring David Allen back to talk about whatever he's up to these days. But a project essentially, uh, in the spirit of GTD, is, uh, quote, any objective that requires more than one action to complete. And this is a pretty broad definition, and I think some things that could be considered a project under that definition might be not really a project elsewhere. I mean, cooking a meal takes more than one action. Eating a meal, one bite after another, those are actions, right? But I think it's it's kind of like, uh, kind of like that idea where you know it when you see it. A project is just something that involves a series of actions that lead to some outcome that you want.
1: Yeah, in my mind, I mean, I don't think I follow the getting things done. I don't know what you want to call it, the, the scheme or whatever he puts together in getting things done. I don't follow it quite the, as closely the cult as you do. The cult I was ca- trying to avoid that <laughs> word, but it can feel a little bit like a cult when you're on the outside. Yeah. Um, but I don't follow getting things done nearly as closely as you do. And
0: shame on you for nope, that. No, I'm okay that. with
1: it. I made my peace with that. I did. I read the book. <laughs> I have read it twice and I, I appreciate the good nuggets in there, but I don't love it as much as you. But in my mind, really what like a project is something that would take more than one sitting in in my head. Like I would never count cleaning our turtle tank as a project, even though it includes so many tasks. Like you have to clean the actual tank, you have to clean the filter, you have to clean the turtle. All of these things have to happen.
0: Sounds like you really enjoy this task. I hate cleaning the
1: turtle tank. But in my head, that's not really a project because you're doing it kind of in one shot. Like we don't space that out over multiple days or weeks. So in my head, I think projects are, take a little bit more time and isn't in one sitting.
0: That's a good kind of example. One, one shot. Yeah. You know, the, a project you don't do in one shot, it's multiple shots. You do it over multiple days, multiple sessions, whereas the things you do in one shot, that could be considered a task or an activity.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. And maybe those tasks have like subtasks and you would want to think about them ahead of time. But in my mind, that's not really what you're trying to plan for when you're talking about a project.
0: If getting things done were a food what food would it be?
1: Something kind of plain, but also overly complicated all at once.
0: I was thinking a salted soda cracker.
1: I mean, that definitely is plain.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe add, with add a some little protein. hot
1: sauce, and there you go. You've got getting things done.
0: <laughs> but it's way more helpful than a salted. Anyway, there there'll be a link to to that for some reason. Whenever I think of the book, that's that's what I think of. But it's a very helpful salted soda cracker. Sorry, David Allen, if you're listening to the podcast. But but there that that book definitely inspires the way that I think about projects. It's one of these things where, uh, and some folks listening might fall into the same category of people where. You know when you do something for so long and it becomes second nature that you don't really realize you're doing it anymore. That's what GTD has become for me. It's become just second nature. It's become intuitive. It's become an impulse in how I work and how I live my life. I don't even think about the fact that I should capture something that I have to get done when it crosses my mind. I just capture it on a notepad or whatever system I'm using. And I feel the tasks and stuff that I do uh, involving projects kind of fall into the same category of things where I manage projects in such a way where I I don't really think about it anymore. Uh, So structuring this episode was kind of a fun opportunity to step back and think about how we both do that in the first place.
1: Yeah, and once we start talking about how we actually manage projects—it'll probably seem really intuitive. But I think the key here is that it's not something people usually take a lot of time to think about. And I mean, I—I I read *Getting Things Done*, and I mean, I didn't love it with the same intensity as you did. I mean, well,
0: when I when I grew up, I used to eat salted soda crackers by the sleeve.
1: Well, there you go. Mystery solved. But (laughs) even despite the fact that I'm not as quite as much of a super fan as you, even I think it's one of those books that once you read it, you don't think about things the same way. Like it does fundamentally change the way you think about work, the way you tackle projects and tasks, and like it has affected my day to day in so many ways. I completely changed the way I handle work, basically, because of that book.
0: But yet you rail against the book.
1: It was way too long. There are a lot of things I didn't love about the book, but there are a lot of things i loved about the book. Yeah. And I think the practicality and just, it's so useful. There's a reason it's so widely popular. Like millions of people love this book and it is a cult, a little bit of a cult <laughs> following because it's just so impactful for so many people.
0: And, and to his credit, you know, David recommends a whole system in the book, but he'll be the first to tell you, take the parts that work for you. And leave the rest. As long as you kind of abide by that spirit behind the system that your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. You don't have to do every little step of them, a step of the system. You don't have to have a whole series of tickler files of index cards or anything. As long as you capture what's on your plate organize it so you don't have to think about it, so you can get out of your way and focus on whatever's in front of you in in the moment. That's what GTD, that's what productivity on a big, big level is all about. That's what managing projects is about too, uh, which is what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. And I think that's exactly why I love the pieces that I took from it. I love, I absolutely love like capturing every idea that comes to mind. It allows me to work so much more intentionally and, and really think more clearly about what I want to work on in yeah. a given week, in a given day, even in a given month. Uh, I think that, that aspect of things has really clicked with me. And I think... These pieces that we're going to talk about, maybe we can dive into now, yeah, that's really where people will see the value in thinking about how they va- manage their projects.
0: What do you think of these projects lists that I have open in front of my computer here?
1: I mean, you do everything in text edit, so I think <laughs> that that alone just feels like a whole thing you have to maintain. Um, and I, I don't do it that way, but yeah. yeah. Basically, what I'm looking at here is Chris has just kind of two notepads, I guess, like digital notepads that basically list all of his different projects. They're
0: called documents.
1: Right. (laughs) That's the text storage for that. Anyway, he has these two kind of documents that have all of his different projects listed. So do you want to talk about what I'm looking at here?
0: Yeah. So this is a tactic that I think more people need to do you know very few of us have this high level perspective of everything that's going on in our life whether that's our personal life or our work life we have all these different contexts that we have to manage and it's kind of weird when when GTD when uh, project management becomes second nature to you so that you no longer think about it it's kind of weird to think about not doing it and that's how you know something is uh, likely to stick and very, very valuable for it. And projects list have definitely, uh, gotten to that level for me. So hmm. like, like a lot of people, I have a lot on the go. I have a lot of different contexts, you know, looking at my work list here, there's a book that I'm writing. There's the speaking that I do. There's the website that I maintain. There's this podcast, there's the consulting, there's the coaching, there's managing the finances of it. There's the strategic element, which, uh, you know, you need to think about so you don't get bogged down by by the execution, by the minutia of everything. And with so many complex moving elements of my work, of your work, of anybody's work, having a way of seeing this from that 10,000-foot vantage point is immeasurably helpful, and beneficial. And so essentially, in front of us here, just in this text edit file, documents, some might say, uh, is just a list of every single project grouped by what context that project is found in. Uh, in the work, it's, it's those different contexts. In the personal sheet, it's the uh, financial goals, it's the fitness goals, it's the health goals, that I have as well. And so this is, I think, a good starting point. And I know you have a different way of looking at things. And most people don't have this in a text edit file on their computer, but having some place, just some place where you can scroll, where you can just capture and maintain, whether it's paper, whether it's digital, whether it's a text edit file, whether it's a to do a things file, like I-, I know you have, we need some way of seeing everything we have going on or else we're not going to feel like we have control over any of it.
1: Yeah. if you, I think the important takeaway here is if you don't have this kind of list or consolidated place where you know everything that's going on in your life that you're currently managing or working on you can have have a kind of open loop kind of running in the background of your mind all the time because you're always worried about if you've forgotten about something that you're supposed to be remembering to do so I think just putting it on a piece of paper that you know is well maintained that's an important piece and I think that is something that I really took away from getting things done is that making sure these lists are maintained and, and, and kept up to date so so that you can really trust it. Um, I think that's really important, just for closing loops. I know for me personally, that's been just insanely helpful. Yeah. I know between like doing my thesis, where I'm working on, I think seven papers right now, which is a it's a lot to be also <laughs> teaching on top of that, and then also working on consulting work yeah, on the I don't side, know how you do it. and doing stuff with you, and maintaining the property and we the own, podcast, and stuff. the
0: podcast, we yeah, have the yeah. Yeah. podcast, yeah, the very time intensive podcast,
1: twice a month. It's basically. just a lot to to try to maintain. So having a list of all of the things I'm supposed to remember to do is really helpful. I don't do a document like you do. I don't just list the projects because I, I like to have all the actual tasks connected to those projects mm, in a way that's yeah. really easy to find and really easy to connect because I don't like maintaining a lot of lists. I think you <laughs> you love having a lot of different systems and really a very complex set of systems around your work. I like it very simple. I so, love list. <laughs> that could be your your next book or your, the name of your memoirs. I like lists. It'll
0: be on my tombstone.
1: How depressing! Wow, not, <laughs> yeah, that took not a turn. beloved husband. Why, why did?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, here lies a, a productivity expert who loved lists. <laughs> who loved lists.
1: All right. Well, that's depressing. Why we'll, did we'll, my? Ter- we'll talk head, about that later. Yeah.
0: Why did my head take such a dark turn there?
1: I don't know. We'll dive into that separately, I Maybe think. Maybe <laughs> the
0: next episode needs to be on positive thinking or something, yeah. but anyway.
1: Sure. Um, but so, in my very simple way of trying to do things, I think the, the simpler the better. Your elementary,
0: simple That's way. okay.
1: I'd rather keep this <laughs> elementary so I can think about other things oh, that sure. require more attention.
0: And that that, I think, is actually a key point to strike on, is... Things only need to be as complex as to get you to a point where you no longer think about what you have going on. So you can have the confidence and the support from whatever system you happen to happen to be using to focus on what's important in the moment. And you don't want 10 different priorities screaming at you when you're trying to focus and hunker down on something that you think is important. You want to be able to look at one of these lists, look at a list of projects like you have, so you can think, okay, this is what's important this week. I'm just going to do that
1: yeah exactly so for me in things which is an app I think we've talked about in the past but yeah. it's basically just a task manager and a to do a fancy to-do list app basically yeah. where you can have projects and tasks it's very pretty it is very pretty but it's also very simple so I can have I have categories for my academic work my consulting work and then for personal stuff and mm. within those I have different projects so I have all the different papers I'm working on I have um, teaching work and then I have consulting projects too and within those projects I have all the tasks so mm. it's nice and very very consolidated everything's in one place and then so this would be what i would look at for like a day a weekly plan when i'm trying to map out my week or my month and then on the i will dive into those subtasks a little more in detail for my daily plan.
0: Yeah i think the critical point to make is so many people focus on what works for other people. Right, mm-hmm. but it, it's really not about what system is best. It's what's a what system is best for you. For sure, and some people might love keeping track of things on paper of yeah. all the projects they ha- they have on the go. Some people might want an app. Some people might want a, a text edit file. If you're really into te- I, I write all my books books in text edit. It's just one big text edit file. I'm <laughs> kind of obsessed with the application. It's probably my favorite application, but. It's, it's about what system works for you, as long as it lets you focus and not think about what you're capturing, what you're working on as you hunker down and focus on something.
1: Yeah. And it might be a blend of all of those things you just listed. And yeah. for me, the the kind of big picture tasks are in an app for me, but then all the daily tasks and the individual task items, I put on Post-it notes every day and I, I maintain it that way. So you might find there's a kind of blend of how you manage all the tasks and projects that you're working on. And that's cool. Figure out what works for you, but that's I think cool. the big point here is make sure you track everything. Like make sure you have a system where you record what you want to work on, that you can document what you need to work on if it occurs to you when you're in the shower or when you're cooking or something you can track, oh I need to make sure I do x y or z. Um, making sure you have a system to kind of record that and then make sure it feeds into your systems is is really important. Yeah. All right. So what do you do for shared projects? Because we all don't work in a vacuum, right? We work with people. Um, And this gets a little more complicated, right? How does that work for you?
0: So the shared projects that I have... Are usually either very temporary so it 's a talk or something, or it 's with a different organization than what I have so um, I, I have a couple folks whom I work closely with, but those people are you know agents th- people that aren 't working with me directly we don 't have the same kind of shared email <laughs> uh, set up, shared calendar set, up, and so it 's very much cross organizational uh, there is one kind of group and accountability group that we have a base camp. Uh, and this is similar to, I, I know you've used. Google, Asana, there's a million different options for shared things, but it's a, it's kind of a central place, Basecamp, uh, where we can chat about things. There's a message board to cover specific topics, share files, uh, manage tasks and, and have a shared calendar sort, sort of, uh, where we can share events and important due dates and milestones for things. Uh, but yeah, I guess we are focusing mostly on the personal projects that we have, uh, kind of how uh, how we can manage our workload in general, as opposed to these shared projects. But I, I know you've tried a, a ton of different shared project platforms. Do you have a, do you have a favorite?
1: Not really? I mean, I also don't usually have a lot of choice because when I'm using these, it's like within <laughs> yeah. a bigger group, and so I just use whatever the group is using. So, and I think there are a billion YouTube videos and reviews of all of these different productivity yeah. apps and and kind of like shared project management there apps. There
0: are people that go deep oh, on yeah. this stuff, and yeah. I, so
1: I'm not going to fill fill this space with any more conjecture on what the best systems are. I think it's kind of whatever you. But if you had to pick. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't given that enough thought. You don't thought. care enough? I don't care enough about yeah. the group ones because I think a lot of them are, are quite clunky. But um, yeah. and, and because I think the way people manage projects is so personal that making it fit for a whole team is usually, I think, really difficult. Um, but that said, I do have a place in my own system, and I think you do too, where you record the things that you are waiting on or yeah. that are involving other people. So you can still track when you're waiting on an action or a task from a, another person or another colleague. Yeah. And that would be like the waiting for list is a good example of that, yeah. where you track um, items that you're waiting on from other people. So they don't fall out of your head that you are there documented somewhere. You don't have to constantly ruminate on the fact that you're waiting for um, some document or review. You from a colleague?
0: Yeah. Here's a question for you. So you manage your tasks and your projects and things. What about all the reference information? Because that's kind of the, those are kind of the main kind of elements of a project that I see. There's the next steps for a project, which are the tasks that you have upcoming. There's the things that you're waiting for uh, from other people that. When you receive them, will kind of push a domino over and create more work for you. And then there's the reference information. Uh, How do you keep that?
1: Okay, so that is the one area where I don't really... That's kind of separate for me, where I have... Mm. uh, For every project, I have a note in... I think I use Apple Notes. I use the default. Again, I keep things pretty simple. (laughs) I don't want to waste a million hours of my life thinking about how to organize this stuff. What? yeah, I. What the, the kind of nice thing is, I have you in my life to do a lot of this filtering for me. So yeah, I, I find uh, things because you told me to use things, and but, I liked it. Uh, I so. also
0: use text edit for managing this. So maybe you should take what I say with a grain of salt.
1: <laughs> maybe, but you also you do tend to steer me into the direction of the systems that work really well. So I don't have to do that work. It's kind of <laughs> nice advantages of of being married to a productivity guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So this is one area where I just have everything in notes, and I have one note for every project, that's kind of like a running journal for that Mm. um, particular um, project. And so if I do have a a project where I have external references, I will link them all there and then that's kind of the go-to hub for information about a project for me.
0: Yeah. So the nitty-gritty for me, uh, k- kind of similar. Uh, I have a nested folder-based system. I I have a folder on my desktop. You'll see I have a very f- limited number of folders on my desktop. I, I have two. I have one called W and one called Watch Later, which is a collection of videos and tutorials that I've been But in that W, the W stands for Guess. Working. Work in progress. It's very, very, very good. Uh, so gold
1: star. Yeah.
0: Gold star for you. <laughs> 10 podcast points for you. Uh, so in that folder, I, I have the text edit files, the infamous text edit files, uh, one called work, one called personal. And then I have a bunch of folders that contain all the reference information. Uh, A lot of them also contain a main uh, list, another text file of the next steps for the project of things that I'm waiting for. And this expands and contracts like a heartbeat, depending on how much I have going on in the moment. Usually I do have a centralized waiting for list. Uh, And by God, if you take one thing from this podcast episode make a waiting for list if you do not have one. Uh, I'm looking at mine right now. I have uh, emails that I'm waiting to hear back from. Uh, I have payments that I'm waiting to receive. How many of those flip, uh, slip through the cracks? There's services that I'm waiting on uh, to cancel. How many payments do we make yeah. of services that just kind of are, are recurring? Uh, email, there's just countless things, packages that I'm waiting on so those don't slip through the cracks. If you don't keep a waiting for list... That is a good accompaniment for the the ideas we're chatting about today.
1: Yeah, it really just saves you a lot of peace of mind. It, yes. it prevents you from ruminating over all of the things. And I do mean quite literally like ruminating, like, oh, I have to remember to do this or I have to remember to do that. That's so time consuming and exhausting, right? To think about all the things you have to do or have to remember to do. Yeah, uh, It would be nicer if you you could free up that brain space to think about things that actually matter, not just thinking about... The things you have to remember to do, which is just exhausting. So um, try to get yourself out of those mental loops by writing it down and having a system you can trust.
0: This has been a pretty practical episode. We've covered a lot of ground here. I'm just looking at the show notes. Uh, What a project is, something that's a Bunch of tasks, why we should be uh, having these overviews of our projects so we can clear up space. The projects list, maybe breaking those down one for work, one for personal. One one thing that I've started to do lately is breaking down projects based on which ones need space and which ones need focus. Hmm. So there are ones that I'm kind of brainstorming in the back of my mind and others that I'm just actively working on. And if you're not working on a project, if you're stuck, at an impasse or something, breaking down your list and just labeling things on that list is what I do. Uh, based on which ones need space, which ones need focus, or just keeping that in the back of your mind. Uh, the project folders or managing that in a task app where you can see all of the different projects and sort things by that with the next steps. The waiting for lists, the reference folders, the myriad different ways of managing shared projects like Basecamp, like ASANA, ASANA. It's weird that their name is like a sauna, like a a room you would go into uh, to experience warmth, but that's beside the point. But there's there's one missing step here, and that is reviewing this stuff regularly, systematizing it, if you will.
1: Yeah, having a list of things is not useful unless you actually do something with that list. A list on its own is not inherently helpful.
0: It's a symphony that nobody performs.
1: Very poetic, but yeah, it just isn't useful. So <laughs> uh, basically, I think in in my work, at least, this comes in in a weekly kind of review, usually on Sunday evening. Another
0: GTD element.
1: I know. Yeah. I, maybe I took a lot more from that book See, than you, I give it credit you, for. You
0: call this book, what, what food did you say it was?
1: Something a little simple, like boring, but also really complicated.
0: <laughs> See, you say that. But it also completely changed how you work.
1: I I know. And I think the the problem for me (laughs) with this book is I had also heard you talk about it for I think like six or seven years at that point. So I got to the book and I thought, Okay, well, I've heard all this before, but I think that's mostly a product of my proximity to you, not not anything to do with the book. You're
0: just tired of me talking about it.
1: I mean, you talk about it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listeners, you don't understand how much he talks
0: about this. <laughs> Some book. people think, "Oh, I'd, I'd love if my partner talked to me about productivity." But I will say to you, you have no idea what Arden goes through no, on I a love daily. No,
1: I love, I love how, how excited you are about this stuff. And it is really fun to to hear you talk about all this stuff. But you do love this book to like a fanatical level. Yes,
0: so, basically. I should get a tattoo. But the weekly review.
1: But the weekly review. This is something I do. I think this is something I've done for a long time, but it's hard for me to know if it came from you <laughs> via getting things done or just something I did kind of naturally. But doing a weekly review to figure out what I need to do in that particular week, like what actions need to come up. I can do this at the the same time as I review my calendar, so I make sure I have enough time in the week to at do all of those things. Often, I feel like I don't have enough time to do all of the things. I mean, working and doing consulting and sometimes teaching is uh, a lot to juggle. Sometimes, so sometimes yeah. there aren't enough hours in a week. But in general, it's, the weekly review gives me time to figure out when I can do what and what I have to do, um, if, and
0: whether you have time for fun.
1: There's no time for fun when you do no a PhD. Time.
0: For fun on be- the becoming better podcast, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and then this kind of filters into daily reviews, where I, I every night basically it's in part of my bedtime routine is I write out the things that I want to do for the next day, and I put that sticky mm. note on my computer, and then I work towards that all day. But I do reference the the project list when I do that to make sure I'm kind of on track and not missing anything. So
0: I, yeah. I am kidding, by the way, when I say we don't have time for fun. We we do have time for fun. The time is. Uh, 6.55 every day we have five minutes of fun until seven, uh, at which point it's time <laughs> to focus on our projects again. No, I'm just but uh, I, I do something similar. I, I love a weekly review. Uh, I've kind of trimmed and pruned mine over time so that I mostly just review my projects list and any to-dos that I've brought forward, uh, overview of the calendar for the week ahead as well. And looking at the projects list is wonderful every Sunday where you can think, okay, I need to give this a bit of thinking this week, or, oh, I've neglected this one. Maybe I should move that one forward. Or, oh, I really have a deadline for this one coming up. Maybe I should schedule a bit of time, block off some time so nobody books me, and focus on that. It's simple, right? But it's a lovely ritual, and you feel in control going into the next week. You can prioritize. You can filter what you need to do from what you do not want to do. uh, And move everything forward, which is what all this is about. Every project is tied to some outcome in some way in your life, whether it's a personal outcome or a work outcome. And that's what it's all about. That's It's about getting more of what you want. And so if you tie what you, your outcomes to what you want in your work, in your personal life, you're going to get more of all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. And little tip, I mean, try doing this review on the weekend before the week starts. Yes. I mean, Sunday evening is a good time for that. I just, I, I noticed so many people on like Made or Cave Day who say they want to do something on a Monday morning. And then at the end of the session, they say, oh man, I got totally derailed by like meetings or yeah, invites or my yeah. my boss emailed me and there was some kind of emergency. You know what? That doesn't happen on a Sunday night as often. So <laughs> yeah. try it on a, in the evening when you can think calmly, you don't have any interruptions. And it, it just helps you set intentions for the whole week in a way that keeps you a little more grounded on what you're actually trying to accomplish for the whole week. And I find that really helpful. Cool.
0: Good stuff. All right. We don't have time for something. I'm going to do the something to think about really quick. So screen time has gone up during the pandemic. I came across a statistic uh, the other day that's, that showed that before the pandemic, we spent a lot of time in front of screens over 10 hours a day, which is the predominance of our waking hours. During the pandemic, that number has increased to 13.5 hours every single day. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And calm and enjoyment and savoring and life happens in the analog world. Uh, Some of it happens digitally, but most of it happens in the analog world. Here's your little reminder to get more of analog. So finishing up, leave a review of the show and email me a screenshot of it. Chris at alifeofproductivity.com. I will mail you, you, a postcard. Uh, send me your address as well. And we hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you in a couple Tuesdays.
1: Bye.